Wow, praise Jesus. How's everybody doing? We're good. Can I move this up some? A little more personal board. Or am I going to mess up the camera? Huh. I'm bad about that. I'll, I'll stay right here. Uh, anointing oil. Okay. It's going to get good. Uh, wow. How's everybody doing? Doing good? Awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to give those books away. But anyway, I, I want to say that before I forget, um, if you don't, you know, either grab one honestly, or if you can buy one, and, and I want to sew it back into this house if we can, but oh, here we go, sweet Christmas giveaway, any birthdays, uh, wow, today, oh, okay, she's like, of course, I was born, uh, yeah, <laughs> but recently, recently, when was it, oh, no way, happy birthday, why don't you take one and then pass it back to, back here, there's another one, uh, the birthday group in the back, awesome, you just got to pick the first one, um, but no, honestly, just it's more about, you know, the material touching you guys and then also love pastors, Todd and Mindy, if we can give them a hand. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they are the real deal. Holy field up in here. We uh, yeah, man, I wish. What years did you graduate again, Todd? 2000. Yes, yeah, so I was a year behind him. And um, we. Uh, we were right in the thick of it, you know, and we, we could probably sit up. We want to do that one day, just do a little two seats and just talk about the revival for real. Because we've learned, too, the guys, you know, we all ran together. Um, we'll do that sometimes on purpose. Hey, I'm seeing a lot of faces. But how many of you know the Bible says that, that uh, there's a book recorded of those that fear the Lord and talk about him? And the Lord leans in on those that are hungry, and sometimes you can – more or less trigger the presence of God the more you talk and you're just hungry and stir up and and but um you guys are so refreshing such an honor to always be here I wasn't wasn't it a year ago I think yeah a year ago and uh and man I wasn't here on Christmas I'm loving the Christmas trees (laughs) it's awesome this time we gotta do it this time every year but um but I do remember there was a young man healed uh last year powerfully on a crutch um somewhere up here was powerful dropped his crutches and then a precious Young lady got rocked right here under the power of God. It looked like he shot her with a taser gun for like an hour straight, weeping, just vibrating under the power. Um, a precious lady just stopped me in the back saying that, I, I don't remember the word, to be honest with you, but apparently there's a revelation. Um, oh, they can kill the music, unless you just want to keep it going. I can, you know, whatever. If y'all want it, I'm easy. That was the best worship playlist, though, ever on planet Earth. I was gone. Oh, my goodness. I need to get that copied or somehow. Um, so much glory on that. But she stopped me, and uh, apparently there was some revelation I had released as well about uh, breakthrough in the financial area. And they had a 401K hemmed up for like a year or, or something like that. And two days later, it got unlocked, and there was a big breakthrough in, in finances. Isn't that awesome? How many of you know? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the Bible says he, you know, God's desire is that we would prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. He wants us to be rocking on all cylinders, physically healed, mentally, emotionally, and, and financially. But um, anyway, so I think I did all the, the, the practicals. Let's just jump in now. So see where we end up. Um, man, I got to tell you, this is between us, okay? I'll put this over here. This is just between us, but it's not spiritual, but I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. I, I just, uh, some of my beautiful children are with me, Zoe and Judah, if you want to wave, they can stand up. Yeah. 
my, uh, they didn't get to join us last time. I was telling them all about this church. And it's like, yeah, Pastor Todd, and Mindy, man, Brownsville. And, and just love you guys. Because how many of you know, um, there's just a lot going on out there. But it's very refreshing when you see those that just stay true to the line of Jesus. And that's how I see you guys. They're not coming off of it. Character, integrity. They preach heaven and hell. The power of God. I, mean, I don't know if you guys know, we, we travel a lot. And you start to see things and it's it's interesting and it's like we in these days more than ever we've got to stay on the word of god you, you can't let society and culture start to bend things none of that matters the voices governmental shifts and the hoorah of anything this is the standard always it never moves i don't care what generation you put it in you can put it in 2050 is this right here is the true line it's holiness, integrity, the power of God, the supernatural. Don't come off of it when I'm trying to please people. Paul says, if I was to please man, I wouldn't be pleasing God. You you, you minister to people, but God through you. And uh, anyway, just love and honor you guys big time because I know that's who they are. They stay true to the line of the Holy Ghost. And um, so those are my children, though. And man, I uh, it's just a funny story because it came to me. It's not very spiritual, but rented a car uh, just right there. We had to fly into Houston. Um, because we moved since then, and because and we lived in Louisiana. Yeah, I saw the score. I didn't get to see the game, but that was wild. And uh, so hop in the rental car. We're heading this way, Houston, not too far. And um, I'm like, oh, looky here. I saw in the, in the cup holder these, um, what were they called? It had a certain word. It said um, breath refresheners. That's what it was. Yeah, breath refresheners. I was like, praise God, man. Free breath refresheners with the rental car two packs one was already open i'm like man i'm driving gps in or whatever and my kids are in the back and i'll read it quick up sweet packs already open man that's favor and so i throw them in my palm like, those are strangest looking breath freshers i've ever seen in my life anyway wham throw them back most horrible taste on planet earth i'm like what is in my mouth right now they dissolve quickly and i'm thinking this is strange so i'm, I'm like just can't i've just never seen any like this all I cared about was that they were sugar-free, but I'm thinking, man, sweet. They probably are. Like, everything's sugar-free now uh, as far as the mint world. And uh, and so I, I'm like, this is disgusting. What's going on? So I, I grabbed the pack, flipped it over. It said, breath refreshener with tobacco. <laughs> You've heard of those? Man. So I was like, Jesus, help me. I hurry up and start spitting them out. They're already dissolved. So then I'm getting a buzz. I'm not kidding you. I'm in the car like, help me, Holy Spirit. What's going on? I felt defiled. I was like, bro, got defiled by the rental car people. And so just pray with me that the Holy Ghost will still fall tonight. My goodness. I'm teasing. But I was like, oh, this is horrible. So I spit it out, and we had to we stop to eat. And I'm sitting there trying to order food. My, I'm real sensitive because, I mean, man, it's been years. I got born again, what, 20-something years ago. So my mind's all cloudy. Just telling my kids, you don't want nothing to do with this stuff. It's disgusting. So I didn't know they made such a thing. That was to come out after I got born again. But breath was supposed to be refreshing. But anyway, uh, but I'm excited to um, just <laughs> encounter heaven with you tonight. And I just think it's going to get wild, man, because uh, I remember last year it did. But also I was really sensing this in worship. And again, that uh, uh, but just so you know, I'm clear headed, man, I, I, I ate. Went to the hotel, took a power nap, went to the gym, got in the, in the word and, and, you know, in the presence. And so we're good. But um, but I remember last year, but I was in worship just now and you could sense it. You know, I know you guys live in this, but there was just a, a real special 
presence here it's rich and there's something and i get it i know it's it's the holidays it's new years and and but there's something about the hungry shall be filled and personally i almost like when it gets a little more condensed down to the real true blue people that are hungry they're not just bored one night going to come out you know like you said if you don't love jesus in the wrong spot now again if you need to be born again come interrupt me at any any moment in time if you need the lord or you backslid that's more important than anything we're doing here but Jesus sees, man, his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth, looking for hearts that are fully after him. And when he finds it, don't be mistaken, he will smoke a people. He loves to encounter them. And I just feel like that's what's going to happen uh, tonight, more or less. And, uh, so I won't talk to you too, too long. Monique, what is up? There's people everywhere. Everywhere I look, familiar faces, full of glory. Um and we're loaded here tonight. Uh, if it's if it's okay, if I can, I got a, like basically a team here. We can jump in, just lay hands on you guys too. Maybe do a fire tunnel again. We'll see. Uh, okay, y'all like those? Good. Uh, we'll make sure Pastor Todd's cool with it. But um, and I'm trying to think. Tomorrow morning, what's, when do we start? Ten thirty. Yep. And uh, but anyway, just got some amazing team members here. Ron, Stacey, Eva, just all over. Yesenia, we were just, they've been with us for uh, years, but also we've been on crusades together, seen the Sikil, Brent, Marina. You guys remember them with me last time? Um, but some powerhouses in here. You know, how many of you know that God flows and he's using the body of Christ? We need to, like, jump into this thing, elbows linked together and go for it. Uh, when you start seeing ministries that just channel everything through the guy or the girl, like, you got issues. You should be rep reproducing what you are. That's the kingdom. And, um, but I was reminded because we were just, uh, where were we at? Yesenia, um, Stacy, was it Columbia? Uh, where that girl's eye? Okay, Columbia. Yeah, they start to blur together to me. And um, we're on a bus, uh, about 40 of us, something like that. We go twice a year. Man, I'd love to get you down there, Todd. If you're ever free, dude, we'd love to let you loose. My goodness. Uh, but we just basically, if you ever feel led to come, this next one, El Salvador is full, but our fall one will open up and they kind of get full quick. But we take a team of 40 and just jump off the cliff of the book of Acts into a nation and just go for it all week long, preaching the gospel, laying hands on the sick. Um, no matter how long you've been born again or not, you know, how many of you know if you have the Holy Spirit, God wants to use you? And we got to raise our kids up in this, huh? I tell my kids, I mean, they know we were just... Um, I mean, a few weeks ago, it wasn't long ago, we were just in a Methodist church, actually, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Heaven's flipping this Methodist church upside down, full-out revival, miracles, crazy. Yeah, we're in the pastor's office. He goes, look, God, I give you the lowdown. He says, I'm still Methodist, love the, you know, the theology. He goes, but I'll be honest, nine years. Uh, he's sitting there talking, my kids are in the office. <clears throat> he said, nine years, there was a problem. Though. I, got, I got tired of laying hands on the sick and watching everybody leave sick. I was praying for marriages and nothing would change. He says, the more I saw it year after year, I noticed the only difference between us and the world was we were going to go to heaven one day. And it stirred him up. He said, that's it, God. He got, he got, got a hold of the horns of just heaven, man. And he was like, I don't care anymore. What's what? I need you. You've got to come. Well, heaven came about a year ago. He, he told us straight up. He says, look, we're new to this. We don't know what's going on. George breaking out um, power, bona fide miracles. And he goes, I don't, we don't even know what we're doing. We're only a year in. But uh, so we're in there, and Judah's left ear, word of knowledge, starts flickering death in and out. Pop, 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 pop. It'll happen at times. Um, words of knowledge to, to hear for people. So he tells me in the worship, in the meeting, he goes, somebody, something with a left ear. 
I said, awesome. Um, yeah, I believe there's going to be healings tonight too, miracles. It, whatever you need in your body, we just want to pray for heaven to hit the place and touch you. Um, so we get in the meeting, and the pastor starts doing like this Jericho thing. Uh, it didn't feel Methodist at all. How many of you know when the Holy Ghost hits, like denomination, I don't care what your title is, it don't stand up to what it looks like at all. Yeah, I'm thinking, no way. And uh, and so uh, he starts doing this Jericho thing, yelling, the whole shout, that's what it was. Right when he did that, my left ear starts, felt like you stuck fire in it, burning. I was like, there's that left ear, Judah. Okay, so we call him out. Sure enough, third row back, lady raised her hands instantly. Bam, left ear pops open. And, um, oh, my shoes are untied. That's wild. And uh, I'll tie them real quick. I wish I had a lapel. Can you hold this? I'll keep talking. I'll just put my foot right here. And uh, you can hold it. Right here, brother. So anyway, <laughs> got to get creative. But so we're just in Columbia. And Yesenia, who's holding the mic, was involved with this one, plus Stacy and uh, Eva. Sorry, thanks. And uh, we're on the way, 40 of us. We take teams and just go for it. But my point is, um, all of us, if you're born again, the Lord's wanting to use you. You know, he even says that you may bear fruit, so my Father will give glory. Sometimes we get so much into the intimate lingo, which I'm going to hit tonight, that tomorrow at some point. But also, we've got, there's a great commission. You know, Jesus, he didn't like, his, it wasn't a great suggestion. It's the great commission. It was a command. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils. So, we're on the way. And Stacy, um, wait, real quick, Stacy, if you don't mind. Her husband, Ron, the stud muffin over here. Yeah, he, uh, she's like, she's like, Brian, I was in prayer. And I saw an eyeball. Was it in your right hand? Left hand. I saw an eyeball, left hand. I said, it's probably a word of knowledge. We'll see. Get into a meeting of about a thousand, a big, big church. And uh, I forgot, but then I'm I'm just uh how did I highlight the girl? Yeah, no, I'm just preaching. People about a thousand people here, uh, in the meeting. I come up right here. Somehow I'm drawn to this one girl out of like a thousand people. I forget how, but the Holy Spirit will connect all this crazy stuff. Start saying, what's your name? Beautiful, all this young girl. And and uh, that's it. And so then all of a sudden, after I've talked to her, I come back and I said, oh, yeah, is anybody here? Eyeball, something like that. Uh, one of our team members, which was Stacy, had a word of knowledge about her eye. Whole place, all of a sudden, it's the girl. She raises her eye. It's her out of the thousand that needed the miracle in the eye. Well, how many of you know the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Acts 10.38 says he went about doing good, the Jesus you and I serve, went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It's not as well that you'd be sick. And so uh, so they, yeah, start praying for her. Eva, too, wave at him. Eva, Stacy right here. And, man, Eva, too, don't get devils around her. I'm just telling you, these people are full of Holy Ghost, man. She's super sweet, petite, pretty, and then you get devils starting to manifest. They've been on teams with us uh, in crusades for years, and those devils come flying out. But anyway, um, so they start ministering with Yesenia because you can speak Spanish. Yep, she's interpreting. And before we know it, wasn't it she couldn't read, like, a card or something like that? No, it was the key to a hotel room. Yep. And she couldn't read, like, the big letters. And then they keep praying for her. How many of you know even Jesus prayed for the eyes at one time? And he could see it was like figures, like trees and so forth. So sometimes if you don't see a healing right away, you pray again and again. And you just keep praying. And so sometimes it's instantaneous. And you just lean into the Lord and, and see what happens. But 
uh, all of a sudden she could start to see they pulled the car back and she could see the small print totally healed yeah it was awesome isn't that amazing jesus and um kathy i know she's somewhere around here anyway we got a bunch of hard-hitting people tonight too that if pastor Todd will let us we'll pull them in the prayer tunnel and it could get swirly up in here <laughs> but i can feel it man we got shofars back there it's gonna get wild um whatever you need you know i'm just praying for a fresh touch from heaven uh, i'm gonna talk briefly we'll see where we end up in the morning but um a fresh baptism of the holy spirit how many of you want a fresh touch from god yeah you know we're we're supposed to keep on being filled with the holy spirit uh Acts chapter 2 kicked it off from the, the prophecy of Joel. But then two chapters later, they get full of the Holy Ghost again. It says great power came on them, great grace and favor. And so we want to keep on being filled. And also healing happens when you get full of the Holy Ghost, dreams, visions, liberty, freedom. Um, but before I forget, I want to share one dream Judah had. And uh, that will hopefully land with some of you. He just had it yesterday, my son. And it was for tonight. He, could, he went into a dream. It's, and I won't, I'll spare some of the details, but uh, it pointed specifically to tonight's service, not tomorrow. And he was outside of the building, and there were people following that he knew weren't real, devoted to the Lord. And then as soon as we came in this building, came in the building, all of a sudden they pretended to be deeply devoted to the Lord. And he was thinking, that's not right. That's a bit hypocritical, not in a judgment way, but that's just how I raised my kids. And it's just real, just being real. And so... Um, I only want to say that because the Lord revealed it, but also not to call you out. That's not how we do this. Like, you hypocrites, get down here, you know. Uh, but that Jesus loves you dearly, and he's wanting to set hearts on fire again for him. We all get it. We've been there in seasons, uh, Kayla. Um, but we've been in seasons, you know, where there's ups and downs. You have better ones than other, you know, than others, and that's okay. His loving kindness leads to repentance. But that we may not leave tonight, you know, still in that dual-sided path. Does that make sense to you guys? We want to be lit on fire, and that's what I hopefully want to convey in some form or fashion before the night ends. And and I just want to encourage you to get prayer because when we get full of the Holy Spirit, He just takes things to a whole new level. He draws us to Jesus. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit and fire often coupled together because fire empowers and purifies. And there's always impurities where there's not deep unity with Jesus. It can't not happen. Either you're fully being devoted to and consumed and falling deeper in love with him. That's why I call it backsliding. You're, you're either foresliding with him or backsliding. There's no sitting still. Do you guys realize that? Because the cloud of his presence, his glory is always moving. Even if you're backsliding because the cloud's pulling further away. Does that make sense? And so um, we fully and uh, let him just this thing. On fire, especially going into 2020. Um, how many of you and just like a new, fresh something coming on this new decade? Yeah, it's been the revelations and stuff have been flowing, and I just think this new decade is going to be uh, really big for those whose hearts are post postured right. Sorry. Um, but those that aren't, I think we can miss it. That's it's a real biblical pattern, you know, not to be uh, heavy, but it's a real biblical pattern. Um, uh, Christmas morning, actually, I was awakened out of a it was an encounter where uh right out to the up part of my my bed i was awakened at, at 3 24 in the morning to the hand of the lord knocking on this membrane from heaven i could see it 
freaked me out, to be honest with you. But it was the, the fist, the hand of the Lord from heaven knocking on this membrane. You guys know the prophetic comes in interesting ways, and yep, dreams, visions, things like this. But I was awakened abruptly on Christmas Day. And the hand of the Lord knocking is always the only scriptural precedent for it is Revelation 3.20. I stand at the door and knock. If you'd hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and dine with you and you with me. It's to the last day church of Laodicea, seven churches. But he tied it in. I won't bore you with all the details, but he tied it back into the church of Sardis, the first one of chapter 3, and coupled them together with a real correction and um, just wooing us back into that place of first love. Like I knew it was a word for the church going into this next decade. And I really feel like the 24, 2 at 324 is these next four years tied into government, a lot, lot more than won't go there. But we're given another window of grace, I feel, of, of a four-year window where he's knocking over the church. Because there's a time where people stand, and, they stand at doors and knock for only so long. And if it isn't answered, they leave. This is in the Song of Solomon. You know, she didn't want to get up and answer the door. He's knocking in his hands. The oils are dripping from the, the doorknob. She doesn't answer it in time, and he's gone. And I, I know we don't like this type of teaching, but nowhere do you see where people just pull up a lazy board by a door and sit there and just knock. And, and it's they're going to keep knocking until you open it. They stand. It says, he went up his way to say, I stand at the door and knock. In any prophetic tie-in to the book of Revelation regarding the churches is always correctional to the church it has nothing to do with the world at all you guys hear me the harvest is always there his heart's always beating to capture the harvest but revelation he says john write to the angel of the church of ephesus church of smyrna church of philadelphia so when you get these corrections they're to the body of christ current day you guys tracking with me and um i just feel like he's wooing the the bride like like never before in this hour and calling a deep consecration that I've been seeing like like we've not yet seen in quite some time. I'm feeling it in my own life. He's just, everything's getting called higher now. And I'm telling you, if you are okay with what worked in the past, you're going to get left by the train of the Lord. You know, it just is what it is. You can still be born again. You know, he loves you, all this. But I'm telling you, I, I hope it just, give me one person this lands with. And we'll shake nations, I'm telling you. Because there's a, there's a momentum I can see right now from the Lord that's a current that's coming and, and it's honing the bride. The, the path is getting more narrow, which is the highway of holiness. And he's taking them into a current of his call, but there's a higher level that he's requiring of the bride. You can see in Ephesians 5, 27, he desires a bride without spot or wrinkle. Anytime you see that bridal paradigm come, there's great purity required. Versus just servants of the king. And so just want to encourage you guys, as far as living pure, that the dream my son had, if we're kind of in and out, living one way and the other, this time is, it's, time is short, you know. We just, I don't know what we're doing. My thing is, like, and if you look in Revelation, he's like, look, you're neither hot nor cold. So I'll spit you out of my mouth. And he's like branded on fire people right now. Not halfway committed, halfway stepping in and out. And, um, you know, just want to encourage you guys in that. But. How to go about that is, um, and I know I, you know, can sound like a just beating a dead horse sometimes, but I just don't see it any other way. Is being a people that love Jesus so deeply in the secret place, it's like 
the other areas are non-negotiable. They, they recalibrate on their own to true lovers. This whole thing I'm talking about, it by default kicks you into that narrow path because you fall so in love. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot one live stream. We didn't have that last year, did we? That is slick. Is it following me? Whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. What about if I get up close? No way. That is cool. <laughs> There's an angel just standing right behind the camera. I wish y'all could see it. Now, decent light. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, oh, thank you so much. Love your shirt. But yeah, those that like, you know, deeply love Jesus well, all this stuff I'm talking about, it just kind of recalibrates itself. And um, I'll, I'll go to a classic real quick, John 15. I was teaching in this recently. You don't have to turn there. Um, but Jesus, he says right here, we're starting in verse one. You, you can just, just take it in. He says, I am the true vine. Jesus is the vine, okay? He says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Uh, first off, Jesus, this is red letters, Jesus talking. He goes out of his way to say he's the true vine, meaning there's false ones. If he, has, if he has to go out of his way to highlight that, then that means there's false ones. And there are, again, not to create like a skepticism type people that are just pointing fingers and looking around every corner, you know, against people. But, but there are false ones. Um, one recent thing I saw regarding this next decade is there'd be another uh, false outpouring of false vines, so to speak, of false bread. And if we're not close to the Lord through intimacy, again, this isn't a fearful thing. It's just good. It's insightful. It's goodness of the Lord. But if we aren't walking close with him, you can be fooled by the false bread. And in this vision, I knew it had no substance truly born of the Spirit. But it was going to fool a lot of people that weren't close to the Lord. And uh, in the vision, when I saw it poured out, I, I heard it happens every decade. The enemy, every decade, attempts this um, this falsehood, you know, to, to match almost the Lord. That I don't have scriptural precedent for, but the Holy, I was like, every decade when I came out of it. Um, but the Holy Spirit reminded me last decade, around 2010, 11, that last 10-year window, um, I had went into this vision where I saw this blue principality, if you will. He was a huge demonic force, very strong. And I'm in this vision, and he opens a gate of hell. The Bible says gates of hell. It was one of the gates, so just one. He opens it and loosed all these blue snakes into the earth. And as he did it, he, he laughed so wickedly into the earth. And I knew the Holy Spirit told me those were spirits of deception because the blue is the color of revelation. But snakes deceive, and it would come. It's demonic doctrines, basically, that the Bible speaks of being loosened last decade. And sure enough, you saw, um, I can just say it, I think we're, we're safe here, but like around 2011, a book came out by a certain man. I'll leave, I'll leave him out. But teaching that there's no more hell, things like this, hyper grace hit the scene real strong the last decade. Around 2016, the fear of the Lord came back strong into the church and had to recorrect a lot. But what happens is when it's poured out, there's a, those that are deeply committed and infatuated with the Lord, there's a current that comes, a sifting. And if you don't become true wheat, tr abiding in the true vine, you can get pulled away by false winds. 
you can get pulled away by false doctrines and things like this. Second uh, Timothy says a time is coming that we're, we're coming into now where people won't endure sound teaching and they, they'll get pulled away. So, um, but basically Jesus says, I'm the true vine, right? And, and the picture is, I was just teaching on this recently, you have, you know, the main vine, the grapes that, that would be produced and out of the vine, there's branches that stick off to produce the fruit, right? Jesus says, I'm the true vine, you are the branches. And through me, you'll bear fruit. So he, he bears this fruit through us as the branches, but the only way it can happen is abiding in him. And if you read closely, watch this. He says, I'm the true vine. My father's a vine dresser. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every, every branch in me that does bear fruit, he prunes. So if you read early, it basically it says branches in him that can't bear fruit. But if you read further, watch this. He says, already you're clean because of my word spoken to you. Then he changes his lingo. At first he says, every branch in me doesn't bear fruit, some does. It's like, I don't get it, they're all in you. You would think if you're in the Lord, I'm just telling you there's a camp coming now where there's the true bride. That there's, there's even a company that knows the lingo. But the true abide, I'm talking about people possessed by Jesus Christ, infatuated. Look, I'll look you right now, I love you, bless you, but there, there's a difference. There's a big difference. People can quote scriptures, but there's a people, they, there's a different tone that, that rings from their voice when they hear Jesus and they speak about him. It's because they're consumed by him. And I hope that this possesses the whole house, but even if it's just 10 of us, I really, I really don't care anymore. But that we'd be a people that, I'm telling you, nothing else matters. There's no thing to live for. You can go ahead and can all your little ideas, whatever you think your job, career is going, I don't care. None of it matters. If you're not infatuated with Jesus, burning in love with him, if he's not the main flame that, that lights up your day, something's off. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to all of us, you know, and, and this isn't a correctional thing at all. Trust me, this is all of us. But when he doesn't become the main burning desire of everything we're doing and everything else secondary, something's off and the fruit will not produce like it should. Things. Yep, there's branches in me. Some bear fruit, some don't. But then he changes the lingo right here. When you want to hear about real fruit by his standards, he changes the lingo. He says, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in me. He's not even talking about in me or not anymore. He's talking about abiding. It's a big difference. There's a lot of people that are in the Lord. They're all around the Lord. They talk about the Lord. He, he, he's not talking about the world at all here. You understand? That's why I love, too, the, the churches and when he brings up those, because he's talking strictly to the church, which mostly we are here tonight. You know, I'm, I'm in the midst of often. But he's talking about us and abiding in the true vine. And he says, uh, abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, he doesn't even ever go back to just being in him. It's he, abiding, abiding, abiding. The Amplified Classic Version says to be vitally in union with. And another version, my favorite, New Living, it says remain in. There's a big difference. There's this consistent, consistent, sorry, abiding, remaining in the vine, uh, sustaining in him. And what happens is far too often, let's just say, let's just say this pulpit's the vine, right? This is the shoot. We are branches. If you're born again in here, who always said they're born again? Exactly, the whole house. 
So you're a branch in the Lord, regardless. The difference between you and the next person is going to matter if you abide, remain, sustain, stay vitally in union with. And I say we let the Bible be our definition for that, not ours. Because some of us think we're vitally in union with because we show up on Sunday and Wednesdays and the world doesn't at all. Jesus doesn't look through that lens. You guys tracking with me? He looks, he's looking for deep lovers right now. He's calling up people that are so addicted to him, the word, his presence. They're just so consumed. And so, but sometimes as believers, and again, I've been guilty of this. We all have, this isn't a condemning thing at all. I'm just trying to stir hunger before we shift gears and just go for glory, him. But uh, here's the, the vine. We're the branch by default. If you're born again, you're in him. He already covered that. He starts changing his lingo earlier, uh, later, sorry. But uh, a branch, sometimes if we're not careful, the, we start focusing too much this way on the fruit. How we can hang the fruit just right so it can appear like it's godly or we, the world may see it better. How we can hang the grapes in the light so it shines just so much. And, and we focus this way. And we don't realize all the while, the longer you do that, the fruit shrivels up and disappears. So then you have to um, replace it with sacrificial, like, like plastic fruit. You, you have to replace it with fake fruit. You have to get the smoke and the mirrors and the, and, and the, the programs and the, whatever it is, the crutches. And it will produce false fruit that we then equate as God. And he's not in any of it. You follow me? I'm just saying biblical standards. Those that are remain, sustain, abide, vitally united to, that we're still in him, but we're turned this way. You don't even care about the fruit anymore. Jesus is saying, look, all you need, he didn't say anything about the, a branch, you never see a true vine getting big, big concern and focus over producing the fruit. Its only job is to focus this way and stay deeply united, deeply ingrained into that vine. So we're the source and the presence of God, the word of God, the spirit's coming in and through us fully. You know what I mean? And then the fruit just happens. And you can look back every once in a while and be like, it's all him anyway. You start to not really in the praises of men, but then the ridicule will come too, the bigger the fruit comes. It just all comes. You just let it all fall by the wayside because you have nothing to do with it anyway. But those that are truly abide, they're focused this way. The vine, I need you. You're everything. You're everything to me. All of life comes through you. I'm not even slightly satisfied until I touch you deeply. In the Bible, Jesus says, abide in me first, then I'll abide in you. James says, draw near to God, then he'll draw near to you. A lot of us want to paint this God that's going to track us down at every turn, and he will. He's sovereign. But a a relationship, he says, look, I can only abide in you at the level you'll abide in me. Every time, read it for yourself when you get time later. He, He always initiates us, abide in me and I in you. Abide in me that my words may remain in you. And so we've got to be a people, man. I don't care what you have to do in life. You can ask my kids that, you know, they know, and and we're loving and all, but I just, you can't play around with it. The secret place, then they'll look, interrupt anything on my day. I don't care. When I'm with Jesus, don't, don't, don't do that. He's everything. And they'll tell you, I'm a loving father. I, I have very little time that's my own anymore. Grateful. It's an honor for the call. But the little time I have too, it's going back to him. I need him pour into my family and you balance it well. But I want to encourage you guys sometimes uh, in Revelation, if you read that, I was telling you guys about Jesus said to the church, he said, I would advise to you buy from me gold refined by fire. He says, you think you're rich in need of nothing. You're blind, naked and poor by his standards. 
that knock, the remedy of that that, that's corrected earlier, I just think far too often we think we're, we're higher up than we really are by his standards. Again, not from an angry, he's so loving. He's the God of all comfort, father of mercies. You guys tracking with loving kindness, slow to anger. This is who we serve. But also he's got real standards. And he's, you know, he's calling a bride to be without spot and wrinkle that are so infatuated with him, so caught up in him that nothing else really matters. And, uh, but I just want to encourage you guys, sometimes that practically looks like setting your life up in such a way that you almost in a militant stance have to protect the time with him and and try and fit more time and he's everything and and sometimes if you're not so hungry for the lord it's because that hasn't been done well and that's okay we've all been there but you've got to pursue him to where it becomes an addiction you know there's different people that you know i love delight in being led by that too you should that's bible but also there's discipline he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and i've seen far too often where people that don't know delight authentically need discipline to get there. And that's good in Bible too. You guys understand? You need it all. So wherever you're at, doesn't matter. That's yesterday's yesterday. Who cares? That, you know, God's not really upset about that. But that we would pick up tonight, especially going into this new year, and be a people that are so geared on falling in love with him because it's the sole purpose of life. And this is it's equal across whatever the assignment is, whatever your destiny is. You guys know what I'm saying? I don't care what your title is, marketplace, pulpit ministry, whatever it is, this is the common thread that sews everything together. The bride of Christ, he's calling you know, to be with him. So anyway, um, that we be focused on abiding in him. Everything you do, how you do tomorrow, Monday, tomorrow, Sunday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that our life, we keep gearing it that way. Let the fruit do whatever it's going to do. It's probably not going to look like how you thought it was supposed to anyway. I've learned that. Trust me. When you really step into deeply abiding in the vine, your call even will probably look nothing like you thought it was supposed to. Um, I love that shirt, by the way, that camo worship shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super cool. So anyway, I was given one that says mercy, a green one. I think it's the same people. It looks just like that. So cool. Anyway. Um, but when you're focused this way, it's like, look, man, you know, whatever the call is, whatever the fruit looks like, it, it doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm trying to convey that we'd be a people, like Jesus says, we'd abide. And what that looks like is not a high five on Sunday or Wednesday. It's just addiction. Um, you know, if we have any spouses in here that are really in love, some I'm sure are still, at, oh, good, back here at the book table. She's like, I am. Um, because I get it, at, you know. Um, but you'll look, all you have to do is check their text messages, the times they call back and forth, their conversations, and it's pretty consistent. There's a remaining, abiding, a vitally staying united to. All you care about is this right here. I don't care what they're saying, although our love will show fruit, and it will produce it by default. And what again, if we're not careful, Martha goes this way. What Mary's useless, what's she doing? Look, I'm doing this, 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 and this, and this looks amazing, and I'm busy doing that. And I can hang the fruit this way and watch, get that shine going that way. And people will think that, and what, what happens is, like I said, it'll start to shrivel up. That's the backwards way that the world always goes this way. And so we're around it so often, we start to take on the same bend. But Jesus' way, the kingdom way is abide in the vine deeply. And, and how deep can you go? You, it's a bottomless pit, he is.
He really is. He's, in, he's endless layers of glory and intimacy that we've never fully known. Um, he's the shepherd, Lord, mighty in battle, bridegroom, whatever it may be. And so I want to encourage you guys in life that we gear this way, abide in him, remain, sustain. You know, look at our daily life um, in prayer. Again, it's not a legalistic thing, but it's an infatuation. It really is. You can stay doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, but I, I would I would say this. Look at the last year and see what has come out of it. And if you're happy with the fruit, then that's great. I know I'm not even. We've seen a lot. I just want to know him more. You know what I mean? And I think if we were all really honest, we would say, yeah, this something's got to change. You know, the, the one of the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. And I get around those people some, uh, often. I'm thinking, I'm not even going to tell you anymore. People I've told over and over and over again, and they just think one day the switch is going to hit and something's going to change. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I mean, I've, I've, if we're believers and we all raised our hand in here, our number one goal is to fulfill destiny and, and love him and that they're intertwined. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. And so every day we should be about doing that, you know, and um, I just, I travel a lot. I start to see things and you come across certain things where you see destinies hemmed up and I just don't see it any other way. And when, when you find a people that are so infatuated with him, deeply rooted in intimacy, the fruit will take care of itself. The Lord will do whatever he's got to do. You know, I, um, I've been hammering another one lately out of uh, Matthew 25 with the bridesmaids and the, and the oil. And uh, same thing. It's the same thing, really. He's talking to the church. You know, there's so many parables that Jesus uses, uh, the sheep, the goat, uh, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of hell, prodigal son, so forth. But this one, again, he, he hones in and gets the magnifying glass on the church in a loving way. He says there's ten bridesmaids. Five were wise, five were foolish. And I just see it happening, man. I, I think it's because he's preparing his bride. I don't think we have a whole lot longer. You know, I'm not one of those guys that thinks, you know, the return of the Lord's right around the corner every other day or something. But but also, there's some dreams that have been coming, and I just think we're, we're closer into the end than we think and further into the book of Revelation than we think. And I see the momentum of the Lord. He's really capturing his bride right now. And he's okay if people want to stay friends and servants. I just don't want that. I don't want to get to heaven one day, you know. And the tears wiped away, I believe, are the tears that, like, realizing what we could have done for him and how we could have lived for him. Because once that day's set, you can never, you know, go back. And uh, But anyway, I can just see this momentum of him preparing the bride, and he's capturing a people in such a deep way of consecration and infatuation. They're really inseparable. You know, you can't live pure without him intimately. But there's these two in tandem. He's just really hammering. And uh, but the picture there is the oil and the lamps to find the bridegroom. You know, really condense it. You've already heard this, but basically the Bible says there's 10 bridesmaids going to find the bridegroom, which even that I love because it's set in the context of trying to find the bridegroom highest level we can be in marital union with Jesus Christ. And. It says, all of a sudden he stops. He says, five were foolish and five were wise. And this is the Lord's assessment over the body of Christ. This has nothing to do with the world at all. This is you and I. And he says, Jesus' assessment, right? Not the not the church's kind of outline or definition of it. Jesus' assessment. He says, five were wise 
Yeah, there's 10 on this row right here. That's weird. Five, <laughs> I'll catch stuff like that. Five, you want to be the wise ones over here? You want to be the foolish? <laughs> he says, no. He says, no way. He says, no way. All right. Well, it's crazy. We've got five up here. So we'll pretend y'all are sitting there. All five are the wise up here, right? These other five missing chairs are the foolish. And Jesus is like, look, these five foolish right here, the only difference, we're all dressed and ready, bridesmaids, to find the bridegroom. If really, if you really start digging in scripture, this whole thing, it really is summed up in, in that one day, the wedding feast. And uh, so he says, you know, they're all going the same way, dressed as bridesmaids to find the bridegroom. And that's the whole mission of what we're doing here, man. So, uh, but they have lamps that are burning. That's the that's the flame of love and intimacy that keep the the path lit to find Jesus and stay in connection with Him in union. Well, all of a sudden, er, he hits the brakes in the parable, and Jesus says, five were foolish, five were wise, and the five foolish didn't have enough oil in their lamps. It was the only problem he found with them that separated the two within the tent, two camps. The five wise had extra oil, right? Oil is the secret place that keeps that flame burning of intimacy with Jesus Christ. That's what it is. It's that oil is only produced in the secret place to keep your lamp in connection with the bridegroom king burning brightly. And so you fast forward through the uh, uh, through the parable. <clears throat> And all of a sudden, it says they all fell asleep, even. Jesus didn't rebuke them for that. Everything was fine. How they dressed, where they were going, they all had lamps. Everything was clicking on all cylinders. The only difference was some had not enough oil. The other had extra. And this is what I'm saying, that those that abide in the vine, they always have way too much oil. They don't know what to do with it. The source of his presence and his voice and the glory that come in and through them at all times is way too much the fruit just popping off on two the branches is it's got to fall off and then it produces another vine. That that's what happens when you see people that keep producing more of themselves. They're producing so much fruit, the grapes fall off, seeds fall on the ground, start another branch, you know, vine to branches, and it just keeps reproducing. There's too much fruit. And oil is the same way. So it says, uh, they all fell asleep, and then about midnight, which we are on in a sense, it speaks of a new day. You're going in this new decade you could use. It says, about midnight, a cry came. The bridegroom has come. They're all sleeping. You don't want to pretend like you're sleeping. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a shout came. They were awakened. You can wake. Yep. Uh, the bridegroom has come. All right. And it says, a doorway was there, though. You will always find doorways where there's intimacy with the Lord. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Go into your closet. Shut the door behind you. There's always a door from one place to another. We want to be on the inside with him in, in deep intimacy. Trust me, far too long we live Christianity on the other side of the door. And that's why the mountains and, and so forth. Anyway, shout comes. They all wake up. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, that's where the wisdom and the foolish set apart. It says the foolish didn't have enough oil for the lamps to keep burning to get them through that doorway to meet with the bridegroom. They then asked... The wise, can we borrow oil? And the wise, I know they were probably like, they wish they could, but they're like, we can't. You've got to go buy your own. Remember that? 
that's because the secret place can only be, the, the price of that can only be paid by you. I can't, like Brent, deep lover of Jesus, run, for, run with him for years. He can't give you his secret place. Marina, his wife, they can't. I can't give you mine. Yesenia, Michelle, I, they, they, the oil is only carved out, produced when that door shut behind you with, with him and you. You guys tracking with me? It's produced from loving him in the secret place. And that's where extra oil is built up. And when those doorways of a new day pop open, you come through it with a flame so bright, it's like blinding. Like you have your brights on because you see him, you can flow through. And um, it's the same thing. I just feel it. The, the abiding in the vine, the oil that we would just have that. Because trust me, if you don't get this, then everything we're doing is pointless. I don't, you can prophesy until you're blue in the face. I'm not that impressed, nor is the Lord. And I don't mean to be negative. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, we've got to fall in love with him, man. Look, trust me. Paul says, earnestly covet the gifts. We do it all. We want it all. I just invited you to come to a crusade with us so we can jump into it. We do it. Um, but Matthew 7, 22 says, the Lord himself, red letters again. He says, many will come to me on that day, saying, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Cast out devils in your name and do many mighty exploits. The Lord said, depart from me, get away from me. You workers of iniquity. I'm like, what typo, man? Who wrote, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is that? Like casting out devils, prophesying and doing many mighty exploits in the name of the Lord, works of iniquity. Because they weren't birthed from this way. They weren't birthed, you know what I mean? You can tap into gifts and the word not return void, but it's focused this way. And that's Martha. He never told you to from being attached to the vine. You guys with me on that <clears throat> okay awesome so yeah if you want to stand um we'll kind of pray and uh sorry was that a little heavy i hope it wasn't uh, i feel okay good <laughs> oh good but i uh yeah just more and more though man i just uh, it's kind of like what are we doing let's just be real like what are we doing you know what i mean are we just going through the rhythm or are we really trying to get this thing um for what we were created for why Jesus has us in the earth and it is for a bride, I'm telling you. We fall in love with him, so